precious Listen. building. You are more than the air Listen, I close to my heart. see her face and know that she sees Your reflection is more than you see. You are more than a phenom. Lasting S is longer than eons in the plateau that we on. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex the Poet, father, author, and entrepreneur. Hope you guys all had a good week. I had a decent week myself. No um, no main issues or major issues. A little bit of tit-for-tat type situations, but nothing too much that altered uh, my mental state. Um, I've been very... I've been very positive, per se, very, very optimistic about about my day-to-day things. Uh, certain things that came up against me, I had already been conditioning myself to be able to deal with them. And um, I've already kind of made up in my mind how I'm going to maneuver through those type of situations. So it wasn't so much of a hindrance like it has been the first um, or the, the first couple times that I've had to deal with that type of issue. And it's just a it's just a it's a, a sense of control of 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 learning how to um, really assess the situation and discern if like what type of energy is necessary to to get through, you know, whatever's in front of you or whatever. So I really didn't have anything. I just uh, just been exhausted. Um, the girls were here uh, as usual last week and everything was cool. Um, yeah, it, it we we had some we had some moments where. I felt, you know, I felt a way emotionally within myself, not about the girls or them being here, but excuse me, not about them being here, but me as a parent missing my daughter. And it's a constant reminder for me to tell myself that, you know, this is not a replacement of, of my daughters. You know, this is just me doing what I'm supposed to do and me helping how I'm supposed to help. Cause you know, everybody has a purpose. Um, Everybody has a purpose. I talked last week about, you know, being able to pick your team properly. And in this case, you know, my niece, she has picked me a part of her team to help her with her kids right now. And I can't get caught up in the emotion of I miss my daughter so much that I can't help my niece, you know, with my goddaughters. And so that's mainly that's mainly, you know, the fight that I'm always going to have as a person or as a parent who has lost a child. I'm always going to have that that uh, that hang up of like, man, I missed my baby. And it's a fight of like when you when you're helping people or whether it's whether you're babysitting or uh, whether you're financially helping somebody with their kids or stuff like that. It's just it's a constant fight of. Am I doing this to replace my kid? And I know that that's not the that's not the case. But as a human being, you go through those thoughts, you go through those those processes, and you have to fight your your own emotions to say to yourself, "No, it's not a replacement. You're you, you're doing what you're supposed to do." So for me, I'm getting stronger and stronger with understanding me having my goddaughters here during the week is not a replacement for my daughters that I've lost. And so it it's, it's just been a, it, it hasn't been a peaceful week, but it's been a non-confrontational, non-frequency um, altering week for me per se. You know, nothing really serious happened um, that had me down. Um, so yeah. So I hope you guys had a good, a good week. I hope that you guys are still fighting. I hope, 
you know, you guys aren't giving up. Like I always tell you at this time, uh, you can hit me up, Complex. Um, I apologize. You can hit me up at Poetic Properties on Twitter, Poetic Properties Podcast on IG. Question, comment. If you just need to vent, I'm there. So there we go. Um, but on the on the mental tip, I was cool. I had a bunch of conversations this week, um, just about life, just in general. And I, as usual, I'm trying to I, I'm trying to think of things to speak about on you know on the pod during the week so that you know I'll be prepared. Like not trying to think of things same day and then trying to rush through it. So this week was a bit of a struggle because I like. I was a little bit exhausted and I couldn't think of anything because I want to make sure that when I'm speaking and I'm speaking from my perspective um, of things that I, that I went through that I feel like people possibly need help with or not even necessarily help, but people just need to know that someone else is going through what they're going through. And it's been a struggle. So yesterday I was having a conversation and it, triggered me to write this stuff down so that I could speak to you guys about it because again if I'm going through it with the way that I feel I'm pretty sure somebody else is going through with it and I was having a conversation and you know I was talking to my baby mom and she was just telling me that I'm too content because for me I've done everything that I'm going to do right and I'm, I'm having this conversation with her and she said you're too content I don't really want, I don't really want much per se. Like my, everything that I do, I do it for my kids. Um, there's, there's things here and there that I'll do for myself, but I have this, I have this block and I was, I was trying to explain to her, you know, so that it didn't turn into an argument. I was explaining to her that I get it. You know what I mean? You know how it is when somebody, when somebody tells you something you're not prepared to hear, especially if, the situation is is rocky in itself, right? But I got it, and I understood what she was saying, and so it got me to thinking, and and because I've been working, I've been working on this within myself of not being afraid to just go for it, right? I have this block within me that if 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 the dream is too big or the task is too big. I have this defeatist mind state, like, nah, that's too much, and I'll minimize it, and then I'll go for that one. I'll go for that situation, I'll go for that thing, because for me, it's just like, I don't have time for the headache. I wanna make sure that I'm doing something that, you know, is gonna be a challenge, but it's gonna be something that I can get through. If it's something too big, I feel like I don't deserve it, or I feel like it's just too much without ever even trying to do it. So that's something that one of my things that I'm working on, like really in real time of just being able to go, just being able to do it, right? Just being able to to, to put myself in a position for a win or a loss, right? Everything that I that I do, I do it by myself. I film the pod by myself. I do the designs for the stores by myself. I load the designs by myself. I come up with the topics by myself. I all the things that I do for my businesses, and I'm not saying this as a complaint, right? But I don't ask, like, I literally have asked one question, like, to anybody, which is the vendor for 
the tracksuits, right? Other than that, I just do my own research. If I can't find it, yada, yada, I just stay by myself. But I'm learning that for me, for me, for me. We talked about conditioning last week. I'm not conditioned to hear a no because I haven't even stepped on the field yet in certain aspects of my life. So I'm sitting here afraid to step on the field to even put my myself in a position for a yes or a no when I full well know that you have to get your no's until you get to your yes, right? So if I'm not even on the field prepared to get the no, I'm way off to get a yes because I'm not even I'm I'm not even on the field. It's one of those things that it's a it's a mental block. It's a it's a mental block that we have. It's uh caused by the traumas that we went through, you know, growing up as kids, the things that we saw, um the people that we dealt with, the people around us, if they were or were not successful in the things that they did, whether it was a 9 to 5 job or it was entrepreneurship. So we look at those those success and failures and then that's where we gauge ourselves from right i look at a lot of stuff on you know uh, business wise or entrepreneur wise online and it's funny because i see a lot of stuff that perspective i don't care for it but i'm strong enough to be like dang that's crazy like to myself and then i'll i'll move on when you look at this stuff that's quote unquote ugly you see all these comments under it and it's just jokes and jokes and jokes and jokes. And, you know, somebody could have thought that was the best thing that they made, but now they're defeated because people don't know how to just be like, oh, that's not for me. And that's just how life works. So I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that we should be a sensitive, uh, uh, a sensitive people and not be able to accept criticism. But it's just funny to me that that's how, you know, that's how it works. Um, I look at it like, dang, I see this and it just, it just. Uh, 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 it burns the thought in my mind or it burns the encouragement in, in, in my heart that, okay, everybody is not going to like everything. Everybody is not going to like me. Everybody is not going to like what I believe in, but somebody is going to. I know I'm not for everybody. I know my designs aren't for everybody. I know, I know that, but instead of me knowing that and holding myself back, I have to find my people. I always say that eventually everything will align, but how will it align if I'm not even put I'm not even putting out the beacon for the frequency? You see what I'm saying? Like we talk so much about energy and positive and negative energy and stuff like that, but a lot of us were scared to just do it. So for me, I've been making it my I've been making it my goal to at least you know, I'll hit a hashtag and then I'll post my store or I'll post something on that hashtag to at least five to 10 people a day. Now, whether you follow me, respond to me, cuss me out, whatever, it's not, it, it, it's for me. It's for it, it. Like, I don't really care what your response is. And I, I know that that sounds crazy. It's like, I don't really care what your response is. The point is me being encouraged enough to put myself out there, to put that beacon out there, to start, you know, uh, uh, setting my frequency so that others can align with it. Others can see, you know, what I do and be like, oh, I see what he means. I see what that is. I see what he represents and then they'll support. We got to not be afraid to do that. We got to not be afraid to say, okay, 
this might this might not go over well with people, but I believe in it and I want to put it out whether it gets one sales, 20 sales, no sales, a like, a share, a high five, whatever. I want to do that. I've learned that in my life that a lot of times, or let me not say a lot of times, I'm speaking for me. I'm going to put out what I put out because I like it, right? It doesn't matter if you like it or not. It, 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 like, and I, and I mean that from a personal perspective. Financially, yes, it matters if you like it or not. It matters if, if you understand it or not because it's, a, it's, it's passive income that I want to be aggressive income eventually. I want to be able to do all these things that I'm doing for free right now. I want to be able to get them to a point to where I can uh, 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 live my day-to-day -day life and be able to spend time and help my kids and do, and, and do things that I want to do rather than working all day in the morning and then working on my business on you know nights and weekends. But the point is that for me, it's about getting out there. It's about putting it out there. It's about uh, uh, giving people an opportunity to have their perspective, whether it's ugly or not. I always talk about how people say, oh, that's too expensive. I can't believe you think you're about to just post a logo and pay it on, on a $2 shirt and, and charge me $70. And then on the flip side, it's like, oh, look, you charging me. You, you put the logo on there and you only charging $10. That's cheap. I don't want to support Nobody ever wants to be the first one to support. But also on the flip side, we're so scared to be the first one to put out. We're so scared to put our idea out. I see all the time, oh, it only takes zero. It only takes, uh, wait, wait it, it, it takes zero dollars to retweet this. You know, my, my next customer could be on your timeline, right? And then I'll be seeing thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people retweet, retweet, retweet. So I, I did that one day, zero retweets. I was dying laughing like, oh, okay, cool. So I did it with another product, zero retweets. And I like, I was laughing so hard. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. That don't work for me. My audience is not, my audience is not the audience over there. So it's a, it's a matter of, you know, trying to learn from other people, but then also understanding what does and does not work for you. And again, one of those things or, or not one of those things, but you can't get to that thing. If you are afraid, if you are afraid to step on the field to get the yes or the no, you're never going to go anywhere. Like you're never gonna know if you're accomplished. You're never you you're never gonna know the success rate or failure rate because the fear the fear will get you, and you will start to notice that as you put things out, you'll see who supports you and who doesn't support you. You'll see who gives you uh, constructive criticism and who is just critiquing you for the sake of critiquing you. But you can't be scared to take that. You have to be humble enough. You have to be wise enough, and you have to be centered enough to be able to deal with that. You see what I'm saying? You have to be able to 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 have these harsh beginnings. You have to, because like I always say, there's no pain without or there's no perfection without pain. So if I'm starting out and you immediately love my stuff, I'm not challenged. But if if I start out and you are just watching and watching and watching and seeing if I'm going to stay consistent, like I tell people all the time, just keep going. As long as you keep seeing yourself, they're going to eventually see you. And sometimes people want to see how far you'll go and how long you'll go just believing in yourself before they support you. So for me, I post, I retweet, I like my own stuff. 
I, I, I purchase my own gear. I, 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 I keep creating, I keep putting out, uh, the lack of, the lack of response does not stifle my creativity. The more, the more, the more non likes, the more non retweets, the more, uh, people don't pay attention. I put out more stuff because it's not that I'm trying to get your attention. It's not that I'm trying to, to, it's not that I'm trying to get your attention per se. Like I'm an attention whore, but of course I'm in a business where it requires people to listen. It requires, uh, uh, people to purchase. So of course I want you to be able to see it, like it, love it, get it, you know, listen to it, tell somebody else about it, get, you know, get some knowledge from it, uh, uh, uh get some pain relief from it. But if I'm too scared to step on the field, that never happens. It never happens. And a lot of us, we're, we're stuck there. A lot of us have like millions and millions and millions of ideas that, but we're scared because somebody, you know, one of our friends said it was stupid. We said the idea to one of our family members, they weren't as excited as we were. We said it to, you know, we, we went to the bank and tried to get a business loan and the, 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 the banker said, no, that's not a good idea. So we give up on it. We're afraid. No, that's not how it works. You need those no's. You need those those uh, the deterrents. You need all of that because it's going to continue to make you want to fight for it if it's real. Because if it's worth having, you're going to have to fight for it. If it's worth anything, you're going to have to fight for it, right? So it's the matter of do you believe in yourself or do you not? Period. Can you endure... The, uh, can you endure a journey by yourself? Can you can you endure the long traveling mentally, mentally that you have to do to get to point A to point B? Can you can you do that by yourself while 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 everybody on the sideline is throwing rocks, while they're throwing darts at your tires, while they're still in your tires? Can you do that? Can you can can you do that with ten dollars of gas money on your journey and you gotta go thirty miles? Can you fight for the next sale? Can you can you fight for the next listen? Can you fight for the next conversation for yourself? We get caught up in, in, in this cycle of negativity that we 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 don't believe in ourselves. We get caught in this cycle of we the expectation that you're supposed to love the first thing. Like, like, like just because that's your baby and you, 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 you did months and months and months and years and years and years, you expect when you give that to the people that people are supposed to like it all right. And it's not the case. I put out three poetry albums and I feel like what I was saying was fire, but it's not for everybody. I didn't get mad. I'm now currently working on the fourth. Like, that's life of a creator. That's life of a person that is trying to make a way out of no way. Are you or are you strong enough to step on the field to endure that? I tell people, jump. What else? Jump. Jump. Quit being afraid. Just jump. 
My brother tells me, attach everything to the end goal. For me, poetry is the end goal. That's always been the end goal. Um, all I ever wanted to do was was write books, write poetry books. That's it. My brother said, Peanut, that's not it. I understand you like to write. I understand that's your thing. But people will understand you better if you speak it. I never wanted to speak it. My brother kept saying, Peanut, I'm telling you, bro, it's just different when you start, when, 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 when they know how you say it. And so that was years, that was years of that. And I'm just like, man, all right, cool, whatever, all right, cool, cool, bro. But all I ever wanted to be, I, I, I never heard Maya Angelou recite a poem. Like, I never seen her do spoken word. I seen her read her poems at these prestigious events. Of course, I, you know, Langston, I was younger when he passed away. But I, I still, to date, I haven't seen him do spoken word or I haven't seen none of that. Those were my idols when it come when it came to writing. Emily Dickinson. Those were my 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 poetry idols. And so I've only wanted to write books. With that and my brother, like Peanut, they gotta hear it. I said it out loud, you know, I said one of my poems out loud before. And I remember my brother like, man, Peanut, that that's what I'm talking about. I say it to my mom, my boy, my mom be like, boy, like, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, I said it to other people and then boom, now I have the courage that I need. I, I'm filled up enough. I'm not afraid anymore to jump out on the field. I jumped out on the field and I look at my numbers. I don't get that many spins. It's like, dang. So the next month I jump out on the field again. That one got okay numbers, but still, you know, I'm I'm still kind of worried. So I jumped out on the field again. So three, I put out three albums. I put out a book. You know, I'm just doing things that I'm no, I'm typically scared of doing. It's the hardest thing for me is being an introvert that needs extrovert abilities to reach the people necessary for my creativity. And it's the hardest thing for me to do. So it's like, I'm looking for this app. I'm looking for that app. I'm trying to find ways to be extroverted because I am introverted to the max. But my creativity requires communication. It requires outgoing. It, it, it requires, you know, post after post and interaction after interaction. And I have to be strong enough to step on the field and, and get that get that interaction it's really hard for me to talk to people on the phone it's really hard for me to talk to people face to face like extremely hard even at work it's very difficult for me to talk to people i'd rather you know do the instant message or do the email thing i handle myself better when it's it's a non-verbal communication but when you hear my poetry and you hear how I put words together, it's like, wait, hold on. Even even it's even a distinction for me talking in front of this camera, just regular, than me actually being in front of a camera doing my poetry. It's the weirdest thing. If like when I'm doing poetry, there's no fear there. In my mind, I'm the best poet that, that has touched the stage. There's no fear there. I'm like, when it's go time, I'm going off. But the pod, the day-to-day -day is really hard. 
for me to step on that field because I'm introverted. I've been through through so much in my life and the in, I've been through so much and so much pain that so much is compounded inside of me and and it it's a it it stifles your creativity as well when you're going through stuff. So for me it's just like I've learned to just be a forgiving person and most people say that that's weak that most people say that at the level of forgiveness that I give is weak because I don't hold grudges no more. Like I used to be a person that I will hold a grudge over the smallest thing and not even necessarily a grudge. It would just be something that bothered me so much because I feel like if I feel if I feel this bad, right? And we're associate friends, lovers, etc. If I feel this bad, how you don't know that I feel this bad? And I used to I used to just hold that I used to hold that inside of me. And it took up so much of my mind. It took up so much of my time that I'm now 37 and just barely really started my business within the last year when I've had all these tools inside of me. I've had all this knowledge inside of me. Nothing that I'm doing or nothing that I've done in the last year as a result of my businesses, I, was, I, was, I wasn't lacking anything. It was just a lack of encouragement. It was a lack of get-go to just want to do it. And so on my journey of getting to the space that I'm at now, it had to be a lot of forgiveness. And this is what I've learned because people are going to do and say and they're going to try to take you down and not even necessarily take you down. Some people don't even realize that what they say to you is hurting you. You feel me? That like some people don't see negativity like you see ne- negativity. Some people don't see down talk like you see down talk. But I start learning for me to bring me peace. I'm just gonna I just forgive. It doesn't mean that I'm going I'm a I'm a kick it with you. It doesn't mean that you know I'm gonna hold a grudge. It doesn't mean that I'm gonna talk crazy to you. But I forgive you for me, right? So I want to sleep. I said at the first podcast, the the lesson that my daughter left me was time. The two things that are most valuable to me is time and my peace. And if you're wasting my time or altering my peace, I can't deal with you. Period. It'd be be many a times to where I'm, I'm... I'm just chilling and somebody say something and I give them opportunity to kind of fix it or whatever. But if you, if, if you're a constant time waster and an alterer of peace, I can't deal with you because it creates a person in me or, or it unlocks the person in me that I keep on working to, to not be. So like I was saying, I value my time and I value my peace and we get in these positions and we deal with people and they bring out you allow them to bring out the person you're trying to suppress right so for me 
I have to get away from people who don't respect my time. I have to get away from people who don't understand when I'm trying to protect my peace. And it's not from a negative standpoint. It's more of a point of, all right, we're not on the, we're not on the same wavelength. Um, We're not thinking the same. We're not after the same goals. And I don't mean my personal goals, but you know, when you, when you have people in your life, you, it should be people who, um, are like-minded per se and not exactly, but like-minded meaning that their goal, like for me, I'm goal oriented. I am very serious about parenthood. Um, I'm very serious about my craft. I'm very serious about, you know, my entrepreneurship and the thing, you know, with studying and researching and trying to do that. So it don't even necessarily have to be a negative thing that someone is bringing into your life. It could just simply be some something that someone is not on your your uh, your path, right? Because I always say that journey that that journey is a solo journey. It is, um, and if you decide to 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 make it a team thing, you have to make sure you fill your team with people who value your time that are not going to alter your peace, because those are those are very important things in. And what you are doing, you need those, you need those two things and you need to hold on to those things. And, you know, as people begin to respect you more for what you do, they'll be, they'll begin to respect your time. They'll begin to understand that you need your peace. And we have to hold ourselves accountable to be able to discern when it's time to, to listen to people and, and allow people to be around and when it's not. Um, we get into a position that we feel like we don't want to be mean or we don't want to be, you know, we don't want to be hurtful. And it's not even a, a hurtful thing. It's more so being able to understand what you need as a person. I know I talk about a lot, a lot of uh, things that regard that are regarding self. And I do that because stereotyp- stereotypically, you're not supposed to think about yourself, right? And uh, uh, society says you're selfish if you do. The reality of it is that is that they're wrong. And I'm learning this as I'm aging that that's one of the the well, that's one of the biggest lies uh, reproduced generation after generation after generation. Right. I'm not saying get a gazillion dollars and hurt people and, you know, and don't help people and stuff like that. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that uh, so society teaches generation after generation, if we keep things for ourselves, if we help ourselves before we help others, we're selfish, right? Um, and for example, I see all the time because uh, Jeff Bezos, uh, he's one that that comes up because he's a gazillion fulfillionaire. And I see a lot of people angry with him because he doesn't give his money, you know, or because we don't know, we don't know what he does with his money. It's not even our business, but I'm just using this for an example. Um, it's like he makes a gazillion dollars, right? And so people say he's selfish because he won't, with with whatever money that he's obtained uh, through his business, he could cure homelessness or, or or whatever it is. I don't I don't really know. That's not what I'm talking about. Like. I, I personally feel like if people are mad that he got so much money, maybe we shouldn't all be using Amazon and and its affiliates that gets these people this money. It's not like 
it's not his fault that he has a successful idea. Yeah, you, uh, uh, you would think that someone who has all of that would help, but he's not wrong for not. I mean, it's he earned that. He worked for it. He built what he built to make what he made. And society says he's selfish for that, right? We have to figure out for ourselves the proper way to be selfish. Just because if you had a million fulfilling dollars that you would give it to the people or, or what have you, the next person doesn't have to. With that is one of those things as well that you have to be very, you have to be very cautious of the things that you are selfish with. Like me, I'm selfish with my time. I'm selfish with my communication. Um, I'm selfish with my presence. Like I don't go just anywhere. I don't go everywhere. I don't pick up the phone for everybody. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't do that because, and I don't mean to say this disrespectfully because it's not worth it for me. Just like when I call certain people, they don't pick up for me. I'm not worth it for them. And I understand that. So it's no love lost. When we, when we have a conversation, we have a conversation. When we don't, we don't. If it's just a text thing, it's a text thing. And, you know, let bygones be bygones. But we have to learn that it's the selfish, selfishness is important for us to survive. If I have $100 and you, if I only have $100 and I need the $100, but you need the $100 and I give you the $100, I have failed myself. You as a person have to settle your your affairs before you reach out to others or you you accept that. So it's it, it, we talked about this a, a few podcasts ago, or maybe in like the first the first month of the podcast, I was talking about learning how to be selfish properly, and it falls back into to the time and peace thing because you got to be selfish with your time. Right? Like, five out of the seven days, I'm taking care of seven kids. Four of those kids are in school with homework, school projects, etc. Three of those kids are under one years old and they require a different type of attention. I'm working a, a full time job, getting off, and then working on the podcast working on uh, new poems, working on designs for the store. So my time is valuable because you're, you, if, if, if I'm giving you my time, I'm taking away from my personal business, I'm taking away from my parenting, or I'm taking away from my job that pays my bills right now. So if I'm giving you, if I'm giving you my time, it, you, you are important to me. I don't care if it's 20 minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, an hour. If I'm giving you my time, it's important to me because I am losing something while spending my time with you for that hour. And so we have to condition our minds better to understand selfishness is needed for us to get to where we need to go. Selfishness is all it's, it's also not a negative thing uh, uh, in proper context. We just have to learn what that context is because we're not taught that. We're taught to share. We're taught to give everything. We're, you know, giving is better than receiving and, and this, that, and the other. And yeah, if you have more than enough, 
that part is always left out to me. If I have more than enough, I will be the first one to give that extra away. My problem is before I would give away the more and the enough. And I will be left with zero. And I'll break my back to do this for every single body. And all the while, my peace is, is altered. Because now I'm frustrated because I don't have nothing. And my mind says, if I did that for you, why the next person can't do it for me? And that's where I messed up that. there That's the improper way to be selfish. I'm going to help you because I have more than enough. If you give it back, you give it back. If you don't, you don't. It is what it is. That's personally how I think. But if you begin to take advantage of my time and take advantage of my peace, I look at money as time, right? I look at money as time. If I make $50 an hour and I give you $50, I just gave you an hour of my time. And then if I give you that $50 and you do something that, like, like if you say I need $50 to pay this bill, but I give you $50 and then I see you at the casino, you have wasted an hour of my life that I gave you in good faith. So with that, how, how I look at time now is, is that way. So my hours, my seconds, my minutes, my hours are worth something. I have to be very, uh, I have to budget it. I have to budget my time. My peace has value. I have to budget my peace. I have to see when I'm willing to alter that piece to handle something aggressively after to, 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 to be willing to give up a quantity of peace to handle a situation just to level it back out. When I began to value time and peace over everything else, my life had become much easier. Because I stopped looking at it as a selfish thing. I stopped looking at it as a mean thing. I started looking at my life, my minutes, my seconds, and my hours as a business, right? One of the books that I was reading said, when you wake up in the morning, write down everything you do in an hour. And so from midnight, excuse me, from midnight to 11.59, you write down, all right, I worked eight hours. All right, I did homework with the kids for three hours. I worked on the business for three hours. Um, I watched TV with the kids. And so in doing that, I know the value of my time. I know that if I don't work on a business, this is how much money I lose. I know if I miss a pod, this is how much money I lose. I know if I'm not doing this or that, if I miss an hour of work, I know how much money I lose. I know how valuable it is to me. So in turn, I'm able to say, okay, cool. I'm not giving that to nobody else. Some days I'll be on the phone with people all day. And I'll say, you know what? All right. I just spent five hours on the phone dealing with, 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 and not dealing with, cause that sounds negative. I just spent five hours on the phone, giving my mom time, giving my brother time, giving the homies time. Um, so I got to make that up, which means that I may not be able to talk on the phone at all tomorrow, 
or I may not, you know, the day after tomorrow, I'm all right, cool. I was on, I was on the phone five hours the other day. I missed two hours of doing the business, three hours with the kids. I got to make that up. And we have to be able to discern that we got to be able to, to handle that properly. And that's just, it's just, it's so much that goes into, into that. And it, it, it ties back into me just saying, you have to just jump for it. I know it seems weird to, to say, I know the value of my time, but I have to jump into that and say, okay, I had to learn the value. So I had to jump and say, you know what? This is what it is. I'm not talking on the phone all day. I couldn't be afraid. I had to get on the field to say, yo, I'm not, no, I'm not going to keep ignoring you. I'm just going to, I'm going to let you know, yo, I'm not talking on the phone all day. Text me. And even then I'm not going to text you all day. If I feel like we're arguing, I feel like there's a disagreement. All right, bet I'm done. It's over because I'm not a person who wants to argue. I know where my mind goes when I argue. I have like, after I argue, I have to spend a full week or, or whatever, pulling back that emotion when the situation is over, because when I get angry, I get angry. It loses my time or it wastes my time trying to pull back to a peaceful, to a peaceful frequency. And so I don't want to, I don't want to spend, I don't want to waste my time trying to get back to peace. It's not worth it. Like if it's not life or death, I got to be careful in how I react to certain things because I know where I take it. And it's not even a tough guy thing. It's a mental thing of I'm trying to be a certain way. I'm trying to be who I say I am. I'm trying to be a person who is not afraid to just jump into whatever needs to be jumped into in my life um, to handle it and make it make it work and make it line up. And so a person who 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 suffers with this level of depression and this level of anxiety and like like right now, my chest is like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's heartburn. I don't know if it's, it's GERD. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it possibly could be some type of stress. So for me, it's like, all right, I got to sit. I got to go in my room and like, what, what's on my mind for real? Like not the, hey, how you doing? Fine. And you like, what's on my mind for real? What really happened throughout the week? At the beginning, as I said, I was fine and I feel like I'm fine. But why is my, why, why do I have this stressful feeling in my chest? Self-care is, is, is very important. And I learned it so late. I learned it so, I learned it so late because it was one of those things like when we came up, like you didn't care about none of that. We smoked, we drank, we stayed up all night. We did all these things. And again, if you do those things, I'm not saying those things are bad. I'm just telling you how it affected my body and my mind. My daughter died and something clicked in me. Time was different. The 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 willingness to to like I was already on this journey looking for peace. I was already like because it was like it wasn't that my daughter died and then I became peaceful. I had already been on this journey just trying to be a better person for myself because I thought I was gonna die. I had a heart disease, I had a lung disease, I got a muscle disorder. 
have these things going on that could kill me. There, 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 there essentially is no man-made cure for any of these things that I have going on health-wise. I thought I was going to die. So I've been searching for peace for a long time. I've been trying to try to, to manage my peace and my frequency for a very long time. When my daughter died, though, and she left me time without ever saying a word to me, without ever getting to hear her, her, her cry, without ever getting to see her look at me, she left me the gift of time. And from December 24th, 19 to today, I jump. I'm not afraid no more. I'm not afraid to let go. I'm not afraid to, to, to dive in. It doesn't matter what nobody else thinks of what I'm doing, of what I'm trying to accomplish. I want people to understand that there is a person sitting here fighting the ultimate level of depression. There's a person who's sitting in front of you with the ultimate level of health conditions that doctors keep saying, yo, ain't, there ain't no cure in that. But I don't let it get to me. I have to be in my right mind. I have to be at peace because I have kids that are depending on me, not financially, not for the roof over their head, but they're, they're depending on me to guide them. I gotta teach them how to be selfish properly. I have to teach them how to be stand-up people. I have to teach them how to believe in themselves. And I can't do that if I myself am afraid to jump. I can't do that if I'm afraid to step on the field to 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 even be in a position to to do good or bad. So it's important that we don't have that defeated feeling before we start to do something and if we do it's important that we fight through that thing and if it's worth if if it's worth it you'll fight if whatever it is whether it's a job you want whether it's a it's it's material things that you want whether it's an emotional space you're trying to be in whether it's the person you you feel like you're in love with you know to a certain extent you're going to you're not going to be afraid to jump my brother tells me all the time peanut it's a yes or no the only other thing that is a not right now that's it so if that if 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 me saying hey can i have a million dollars if me asking for a million dollars does not result in me living or dying, what am I afraid of? Why am I so afraid to jump off the high dive? Why am I so afraid to jump off the cliff? If the things that I'm asking for, the things that I'm working for, the things that I believe in, if these things don't result in life or death, what is the fear of putting of putting myself out there? What is the fear of getting on the field and saying, hey, look at me real quick, whether you like it or not? It's important that we believe. It's important that we say, okay, look, this is who I want to be. This is how I want to be that person. And we forgive what we need to forgive. And if we need to have conversations with people to, 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 to get the quote unquote closure, then we need to have that conversation. For me, I don't need closure. I don't need closure from nobody. If you don't know what you did to me, then that's fine. I know what I did to you. I've made peace with that. I've, I've put out an apology, however, you know, for people who I felt like I've done wrong or stuff like that. I'm not waiting for you to apologize for me. And I hope that my people understand what I mean. Like, quit waiting for people to apologize for you or apologize to you. 
we get hung up and everybody did us wrong and that person did us wrong and that person did us did us wrong. I personally now I'm in a position that I'm older and it's just, I don't have as much uh, vigor to just be fighting for nothing. I pay attention to who did me right. Who does me right. All right, cool. That person did me wrong. Best thing I can do for that person is not talk to them again. Best thing I can do for that for myself is not speak to them again. We have to recondition our minds. We have to, to stop being so afraid. We got to be able to just jump. The business, the, the, the promotion, the, the car, the love, the what? Like, stop being so scared. Nose hurt. I know. I know. I know. It hurts to get told no. But you have to or else you're not going to respect the yes. You're never going to respect the yes if you don't get any no's. It's very important. You have to be strong enough to deal with that. You have to be strong enough to forgive. You have to be strong enough to step your foot on that field. It doesn't matter what or who you are up against. If you believe in it, jump.